Okay, it's number two. Welcome back to the Out of the Box Podcast. Gray Robertson, Tom Canterbury. See Alabama softball 2021 moments of the year. We've seen regular season home runs. We have seen World Series home runs. But now we're going to get here in number two to a historic home run. Not just in terms of what it meant to the SEC tournament, but what it meant for one player in her career race, tracking down a legend. Number two in the rankings is Tennessee and Alabama in the SEC tournament semifinals. It's the Montana Fouts of it all. It's the Taylor Clark of it all. She's featured early because, again, this is the third, sixth, and seventh innings. But mainly it's the Bailey Hemphill of it all and what she did in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, I mean, because you look at what we've had so far, you know, you've had the Alabama-Auburn, the Bailey Hemphill home run in game number one. They are in game number one of that series, moment number five. Number, number four, Alabama over Arizona in the Women's College World Series had home runs there. Florida against Alabama in the championship game of the SC tournament is number three. But a home run here where Alabama was trailing, that was that's the difference. And all these other ones, you could make a, a case that Alabama wins those other games without the home runs. Uh, Alabama does not win this game without the Bailey Hemphill home run in the sixth inning. Again, just the culmination of the week Tennessee had had a really good week. Great week. Tennessee was playing as well as anybody in the uh, in the tournament to get where they were. They had a you know a, a real close victory over Texas A and M um, to to get there. Um, they were on you know playing at the at the highest level of the peak. Unfortunately for them, it ended up being the highest level that they ended yeah up they playing. gave too much yeah they, in they this were tournament as it turned out they were done by the time they got to regionals. But you know Tennessee had to have been thinking that they were the team of destiny. Um, and taking the lead in in the in the sixth inning before Alabama came up in the bottom of the sixth, you know that it certainly seemed that way. But for Alabama, not just to get that home run when it did, but to get it right after t- Tennessee took lead, so that they had all the momentum, and Alabama flipped it right back, just is so amazing to watch. Yeah, as I clipped this audio, it was really fascinating to go back and hear our discussions during that entire sixth inning. Obviously, there were debates that you could have about Lexi Kilfoyle coming in to replace Montana Fouts. You know, Patrick Murphy said afterwards that he got bailed out by his team. We both agreed with the move at the time to bring in Lexi. There was just some bad luck and a really, frankly, bad wild pitch. But also, there was a discussion of what Tennessee should do. Ashley Rogers was warming up, and Karen Weekly, for whatever reason, whether it was by Ashley Rogers saying no or Karen Weekly saying it's not worth it, did not make that move. And that proved to be really costly because I'm not sure Ashley Rogers makes the mistake that Callie Turner did, the Bailey Hemphill hit. Now, it was a pitch in the other batter's box, right? but I'm sure Ashley Turner would have a little bit more movement on it. Yeah. Or Ashley Rogers, I should say, would have a little bit more movement on it. It's just, it's an interesting way that it all unfolded. And it was maybe start to finish the most entertaining game of the season yeah. in terms of it being back and forth. Yeah, uh, if, if you didn't care who won, it was probably your favorite game. For sure. I want Alabama to win every <laughs> game 10 nothing in five innings because that, that's easier on my heart. But um, <laughs> we don't have to take as much medication. Yeah, my, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, but it, I think it's one of the, it's an interesting case study to where I think both coaches made the right decision. I think so in too. Situation. Yeah. Just because the outcome doesn't, isn't the best doesn't mean it was the wrong decision. I thought, I thought bringing Lexi Guilfoyle went in there. I thought that was the right call. 
it didn't work out. I thought not pitching Ashley Rogers for the third straight game was the right call. Absolutely. It didn't work out, but you know, so, and that's, and that's why I, I think being a coach, being the person who has to make those type of decisions is one of the hardest things because you're going to get uh, critiqued one way or the other based on an outcome. Even, you know, you can make every call, every coaching decision correctly, exactly as it is by the book, by your hunch, whatever, and it's still not work out. And, and I think that's, it's, it, that's one of the, just, it's the awesome and cruel things about sports <laughs> in general. And we saw it here, but I think ultimately it comes down to players. Mm-hmm. It comes down to players making the, you know, pitchers making the pitch, batters making the adjustment, batters making the swing at the right time. Sometimes like what happened in, in the Florida game, it's about the you know, runners making the right decision. Um, it, 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 it comes down to so many different things, but it's all on the players. And uh, if it's going to come down to a player that when you need to, you, you need somebody to get a big hit at the big time, I'll take Bailey Hemphill over pretty much anybody. Yeah. And you know, if it comes down to getting three outs after you get that lead back, <laughs> hard to pick anybody else on Montana Fouts. Again, especially in road stadium, uh, with everything on the line, oh my gosh, <laughs> we've held off too long. The people deserve to hear this. Right. This is innings three, six, and seven from the SEC tournament semifinals—a victory for Alabama against Tennessee, featuring a back and forth, dramatic Shakespearean play-by-play scenario from my partner Tom <laughs> Canterbury and me at the beginning with Taylor Clark hitting her home run. Just enjoy. This is great stuff. Here it is. to the top of the third inning. Alabama with a 2-1 lead over Tennessee. Two up for Lady Balls here in the third. Fox, Malloy, and Ayala. 9-1-2. Montana Fouts back out in the circle for the Crimson Tide. And Alabama scored a couple of runs in the first, but left the bases loaded in the first inning and didn't get a run across in the second, leaving the bases loaded yet again. So six runners left on base for the first two innings. Uh, this could be a much bigger lead for Alabama right now. Absolutely. Just a couple missed opportunities. I thought Bender did a nice job taking advantage of Alabama being aggressive when she came on in relief. But now it'll be all up on Montana Fouts here going forward to make sure Tennessee stays where they are. And take you through that third inning. I'll turn things over to my partner, Gray Robertson. Why, thank you, Tom. This third inning has been fun during the win streak. We'll get to that in a minute. As Anna Fox steps in, first pitch from Fouts is in there for a strike. Fox on the year hitting 171, 7 of 41, 13 runs scored, an RBI is 0 for 2 in this SEC tourney. 0-1 from Fouts. Rise high, 1-1. The third inning has been good to Alabama here recently. Yeah, during the win streak, Alabama outscoring opponents 24 to 6. That's the highest scoring inning. You're welcome. I feel like I should be saying you're welcome, right? 1-1 <laughs> to Fox. Rise was a bit away, 2 and 1. 0-for-all this year, Alabama has four innings in which they've scored 57 or more runs. The first, third, fourth, and fifth. 
Two one to Fox. That is chop foul on the left side, out of play. Two and two. Great. We mentioned it earlier when we talked about your bracketology, but I think it may be time for our first out of the box scoreboard update. Oh my goodness, the out of the box podcast at out of the box underscore pod on the Twitter. Give us a follow. Let us know what you think of the show. Had a good one last week with former Lady Ball Madison Shipman. 2-2 to Fox is slap foul into the screen. Remains two balls and two strikes. This week, unclear. We'll probably record on Monday after selection show on Sunday night. We'll see if the buzzword of the podcast has to pop out. Yeah. I hope not. It resulted in a sticker being made in 2019. Surely to goodness. Surely, come on, committee. 2-2 from Fouts. Oh, boy. A touch low. Full count on the drop. But the first score of the out-of-the-box podcast scoreboard update is what happened earlier today. Florida with a 7-6 win over Missouri to advance the finals of the SEC tournament. Payoff to Fox. Chop foul. Remains three balls and two strikes. Yeah, the most Florida possible way <laughs> to win a game. Yes. Missouri, with two outs and nobody on, came back and scored four in the top of the seventh to take a 6-5 lead, and then Florida scored two in the bottom on a walk-off error to win the ball game. Of course. Payoff to Fox. Oh, just inside for ball four. Might have been elevated a little bit, too. Yeah. That will grind the gears of pitching coach Stephanie Van Brickle pro throw as Fouts walks the nine hole and we go back to the top of the order. Like the worst thing you could possibly do. Can't wait for that 3 a.m. text from Steph talking about that walk. No matter what happens tonight. All right, say so especially considering with Kiki Malloy coming up to bat now. Yeah, Malloy hammered a triple out to right last time up. First pitch in there for a strike, 0-1. Malloy also scored. She is the lone run on the board for Tennessee here. 2-1 Alabama, top of the third. Alabama baseball elsewhere in the Crimson Tide Sports Network. LSU with an early 1-0 lead there in the bottom of the first. Kiki Malloy faces the 0-1, swings and misses. It's 0-2. Look, some top 25 action is most everybody's in conference tournaments. A couple of conferences not playing tournaments this year, but in the Sun Belt, Louisiana beat Texas State 4-3. Here's the 0-2 from Fouts. Swing and a miss. Got her. Low part of the zone, and Fouts has K number five. One down. Oh, boy. Beautiful drop ball from Fouts. It just, I think, I think Malloy just guessed wrong. On that yeah. One. Her swing was nowhere near the ball. Here's Amanda Ayala. First pitch. Hammered foul into the screen, 0-1. Ayala had the RBI ground out for Tennessee back in the first. Oklahoma State with a walk-off 3-2 victory over Texas in nine innings. And... However, the Big 12 is doing their tournament this year. That was the first game of the tournament. That's all I can tell you. Clemson beat Virginia Tech 2-0 in the ACC tournament, eliminating Virginia Tech. 0-1 to Ayala. Swing and a miss. 0-2. 
In a regular season game, Oregon beat California 4-1 in five innings to win the Colonial. James Madison beat Delaware. Close game, 17-0 over the Blue Hens. At least Delaware had two hits. <laughs> At least you tried. 0-2 to Ayala. Holds off on the rise, one and two. In five innings in the Big 12 tournament, Oklahoma beats Baylor 10-2. Text game where Baylor had a 2-0 lead, and Oklahoma right. said, okay, and run-rolled them. Good, good for you. Uh, Texas beat Iowa State 7-4. That was a come-from-behind victory. Iowa State had a lead pretty late in that game. The biggest probably score of the game of the day so far is in the ACC tournament as Duke eliminates Florida State four to three. I mentioned Duke, one of those teams, even though they're not going to be a host, trying to get a top 16 seed. Yeah, they're working their way back in as play resumes. Runner at first, one out, two one Alabama here in the top of the third. One two count to Amanda Ayala. Here's Montana Fouts. The pitch outside, 2-2. Two two. Michigan beat Rutgers in a regular season game, 3-0. Minnesota over Penn State, 4-0. Second game of a doubleheader today, Oregon up on California, 9-3. I believe that's the non-conference game of the four-game series. The one that quote-unquote doesn't count. 2-2 two -two to Ayala. High, full count. Bottom of the seventh, Oklahoma State with a 6-3 lead over Iowa State. Top three early, Stanford with a 2-0 lead over Washington Ooh. on the farm. UCLA and Arizona still scoreless in the third. Might be even more surprising. <laughs> Payoff from Fouts to Amanda Ayala. Swing and a miss. Straight heat. And Fouts has K-6. And there are two gone here in the top of the third. Yeah, that. I mean, maybe not, slight low rise, but. Maybe a little bit, but that was just, I'm going to throw this as hard as I can past you. Hit it if you can. And Ayala could not. Now here is Ashley Morgan, three-hole hitter for Tennessee. First pitch, fouled off, off of Bailey Hemphill. We took a second to stand up. Okay, that got her right above where the shin guards cover. Need a little bit of a bruise. Everything seems okay. Morgan was hit by a pitch in the first. Two outs. Fox over at first. 2-1 Alabama here in the top of the third. 0-1 to Morgan. Fouled back, 0-2. The 0-2. Just outside, 1-2. This will be pitch 60 
for Montana Fouts. The one-two. Ooh, into the dirt. That checks away from Hemphill. Fox will take second and stop there on the drop that got away. 2-2 to Morgan now. That's the second wild pitch of the ball game for Fouts. Two now to Morgan. Fouled back the rise. It remains two balls and two strikes. Runner at second, two outs, top of the third. 2-1 Alabama over Tennessee here in the SEC Tournament semis. Winner takes on Florida tomorrow in the championship. The 2-2, outside, full count. They got Ali Shipman on deck. So, I'd love to get Morgan here, even with first base open. Long A-B here, payoff from Fouts. That is hit out to left, up in the air. Mack is tracking it. She makes the catch a step or two in foul ground for out number three. Tennessee made it a little interesting in the top of the third, but Fouts gets out of it, and we're off to the home half. Alabama 2, Tennessee 1 here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We head to the bottom of the third. Alabama 2, Tennessee 1, Crimson Tide. Coming back to the plate, 6-7-8. Due up, Woodard, Morgan, and Clark facing Samantha Bender, who came on in the second. Got a couple outs and just four pitches. Tom, the offense has been on fire during this win streak. We saw the offense get some big hits last night, but... The one thing, maybe, this week that has not gone super well has been situational hitting Alabama tonight. Two for six with runners on, one for five. Runners in scoring position after going two for 13 last night with runners on, one for nine, risk. We'll see if the Crimson Tide can start to strand those hits together a little bit more. Yeah, that's one thing when you're facing the type of pitching that Tennessee is throwing out today. You know, it's a little bit off balance. It kind of keeps you off balance. It's not, you know, you know what you're getting with Ashley Rogers. You know, it's a little bit different with what Callie Turner and Samantha Bender bring in. And I think that's kind of just led to Alabama not getting as many hard hit balls with people on base. Now, there was a base hit from Samantha Woodard, or excuse me, Savannah Woodard, who steps back in and takes a first pitch ball from Samantha Bender. Woodard singled, drove in a run in the first, and on that play, some defensive miscues from Tennessee led to another run coming across. Here's the 1-0 to Woodard. Popped foul towards the Alabama bullpen, 1-1. One one. Yeah, back in the first inning, it was a hard-hit ball back to the pitcher, Turner, at the time, and she was able to knock it down, but then the ball kind of bounced away from her, and she made the throw to first, but not in time to get Woodard. And then the first baseman, Morgan, tried to get KB Sides, who had rounded second too far and threw the ball away, allowing an extra run to score. 1-1, one, one, change up in there for a strike, 1-2. and two.
Glad you're with us here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Gray Robertson, Tom Canterbury, and all our friends here at Rhodes. We are amongst the people here tonight. One-two to Woodard. Did she go? No way. It was low anyway. Two and two. I think probably both teams are probably frustrated right now. Alabama, you think you should have cashed in on some of those more opportunities. In Tennessee, you're frustrated you let an extra run score on a miscue. 2-2 to Woodard, changes, check to third. Segrin's got it, third to first, will be low and not in time. Had the throw been properly elevated, I think Woodard is out, but because Morgan had to go dig it up, Savannah Woodard is safe at first, and Alabama's got the leadoff on here in the bottom of the third. Looks like we are not going to see a coach's challenge on that one. It was a bang-bang play, but you're right. I think Woodard got it beat out because the throw was a little bit low. It wasn't an error throw. It'll be an infield single for Woodard, but the Crimson Tide gets another leadoff man on here. Second straight inning. And now in steps Maddie Morgan. Morgan walked back in the first. First pitch from Bender. Too far inside for ball one. We mentioned it earlier, but the third inning has been magic for Alabama during this 11-game win streak. Highest scoring frame of that span with 24 runs scored. 1-0 to Morgan. It's a hit and run, swing and a miss. Woodard trying to take second, and she's safe. Oh, boy, just slid around the tag from Davis. It was a great throw by Shipman, but Savannah Woodard has the stolen base. Yeah, it was all about the slide there from Woodard avoiding the tag, and it was just a really tough pitch to try to do a hit and run on. Morgan did everything she could. Third stolen base of the year for Savannah Woodard. Now three for three. 1-1 one, one to Morgan. Low, 2-1. and one. Something else Alabama's done just so well during this streak, even in innings where they haven't scored, I just feel like there's been pressure right. every single time and almost immediately against these opposing pitchers. 2-1 to Morgan. Elevated, chopped over to first. Easy play for Morgan of the Ashley variety to step on first base and retire Maddie Morgan for out number one. But productive. News Woodard to third. Now Alabama 60 feet away from getting another run in. And you're right. It's Alabama putting pressure every inning. Have there been one, two, three innings? Yes. But it, it seems like the majority... At least the runner's on. At least there's there's really good at bats. There's there, you're putting applying pressure and forcing the pitcher to throw more high pressure pitches. Now we'll see how Bender reacts in this situation with a runner at third and one out. First pitch to Taylor Clark is hammered to center. Way back. See ya, Taylor Clark, with her first home run of the season. And Alabama takes a 4-1 lead here in the bottom of the third as the Alabama dugout goes absolutely nuts. Wow. Yeah, that was just right over the middle. Clark got all of it. 
barreled it up to straightaway center field. And the 2020 Alabama home run leader, Taylor Clark, gets her first one here of 2021. What a blast. Boy, we have been treated to some moments here the last couple nights. 4-1 Alabama. One out, nobody on. Here's Alyssa Brown. First pitch from Bender. Low, maybe a bit away for ball one. Brown laid down just a absolutely beautiful bunt single in the second. I think Taylor, Taylor Clark's back's okay. Feel like she's fine. <laughs> one out of Brown. Chopped to short. This will be a tough play for Davis. Throw to first. Was in time. Bit wayward. Nice snag by Morgan. And two are gone here in the third. <laughs> My goodness. Here's Alexis Mack. Mack is 0 for 1. Strikeout in the first. Sack bunt in the second. First pitch. In there for a strike, 0 and 1. And the other part of what we were talking about before with the, you know, applying a pressure every inning, that means just because it's the bottom of the order coming up, that doesn't mean that you're just going to have a, a quick one mm -hmm. if you're facing Alabama. 0 to Mac, chopped foul, 0 and 2. Yeah, I want to, again, bring up the... Win streak stats. Alabama has six players entering tonight hitting over 300 in the 11-game win streak. But of the main starters, the lowest batting average is 267. Wow. So that just shows the consistency you've been getting one through nine. 0-2 to Mack. Chopped foul again. Remains no balls and two strikes. Samantha Bender in the circle for Tennessee. Battling Alexis Mack. The 0-2. Oh, good pitch just outside, one and two. The one-two to Mack. That is slapped right back to the pitcher. Bender has it. Throw to first in time for out number three. But Tom, another wonderful moment here in this SEC tournament as Taylor Clark destroys one out to center for a two-run bomb to give Alabama a 4-1 lead. And so glad she was able to do it in front of this crowd. And you could tell how happy everyone was about that happening. Mm. Taylor Clark deserved that moment. We go to the fourth. Alabama four, Tennessee one here in the SEC tournament semifinals on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We go to the sixth here in Tuscaloosa. Alabama four, Tennessee two. Lady Vols coming back to the plate with three, four, five. Do up Morgan Shipman Weber facing Montana Fouts, who has been as strong as ever in the circle tonight. A little more wild 
than her performance last night and yet has only given up four hits and a couple runs. One walk, nine strikeouts. The pitch count maybe something of a concern. 91 pitches so far tonight for Fouts after she threw 135 against Kentucky. But Tom, it'll be up to Fausto again. Just keep these Tennessee batters off balance still. She's done a great job mixing her pitches. She certainly has, and got an easy fifth inning. See if she can do that here in the sixth. The first pitch to Ashley Morgan is low and away for ball one. Morgan 0 for 1 with a fly out and a hit by pitch here in the game. 24 total strikeouts against two walks for Montana Fouts here in the SEC tournament. The 1-0. Went too far around on the check swing. 1-1. Out of the box podcast scoreboard update. It is over at Stanford. Cardinal, a 4-1 victory over Washington. And they will play another one later tonight. That's, that's a significant game. The 1-1 is in the dirt. Two balls and one strike. Washington, one of those teams somewhere around the eight line. Seeding-wise, we assume, we think, we prognosticate, but late season losses and upsets can be the difference between being on the road and being at home for supers. That one is popped up in foul ground. It will get out of play. Two balls and two strikes now on Morgan. Yeah, Washington right now my number eight overall seed. The best news for Washington, though, 9, 10, 11, Missouri, LSU, and Tennessee. Two of those are eliminated. One is trailing right now. And 12, Arizona State not playing this weekend. Hmm. Is that always the plan, or are they? I think it's just their bye week. Gotcha. The 2-2. Two -two. Is a fly ball to left. Mack is there, though. She will make the catch for out number one. Is, to be honest with you, Gray, off the bat, that looks scary. Off the bat, just the look and the sound, that yeah. looked like it was going to go a long way. But Mack had it from the start. Had to shift a little bit. The wind has caused some issues with outfielders all day today trying to track those fly balls. And Mac danced for a minute and was able to settle under it. It's not blowing hard, but it is, I think, swirling some. And it's swirling up above where the flags are. The first pitch to Allie Shipman is grounded. The diving stop made by Clark. She's able to keep it on the infield, but no chance to throw out Shipman. That's going to be an infield single for Shipman. She's now two for three on the day. Tell you what, though, Tom, credit to Taylor Clark again, laying out, stopping that one. It would have been a tough play either way, but, yeah. man, Taylor Clark is really going all out tonight at short. Yeah, I say it would have been very, very difficult for her to get up and throw the ball to get Shipman, who doesn't have your stereotypical catcher speed. She's pretty, pretty fast out there, so. But. Yeah, you're right, a heck of an effort there from Taylor Clark, who has had several of those here today. And Patrick Murphy's coming out to talk with the home plate umpire, Paul Eds. We may see a crimson drive called to the bullpen right here. I believe that's what is going to happen. Montana Fouts is going to give way here. So we'll take a 
timeout and come back and tell you about the new pitcher right after this. It's 4-2 Alabama with the tying run coming to the plate for Tennessee here in the top of six on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For the first time here in the SEC tournament, Alabama head coach Patrick Murphy makes the Crimson Drive call to the bullpen. Crimson Drive is our new weekly afternoon talk show on all CTSN social media platforms, including Facebook and Twitter. Crimson Drive is live each Thursday at 2 p.m. Central, so join us for the latest on Alabama athletics. We are here in the top of the sixth inning. A runner's on first for Tennessee with one out. Alabama with a 4-2 lead, and Montana Fouts will give way to new pitcher for the Crimson Tide, making her first appearance since April 10th. It's Lexi Kilfoyle. I'm really happy to hear you say that, Tom. Kilfoyle on the year, a 1-5-6 ERA, 11-3 record. This is her 19th appearance. 81 innings, 59 hits, 25 runs, 18 earned, 19 walks, 95 strikeouts. Opponents hitting 193 against Kilfoyle. She's been out for a while with a nagging injury that required rest. Then we expected her back. She wasn't back. We knew she was ready to go for this tournament. Now Patrick Murphy calling her in here in relief. She had been struggling a bit in April, and we were wondering why, and then we found out about the injury, and so I'm thinking maybe that was why she was making so many mistakes and leaving some balls fat over the middle that teams were hammering. She's had that time off. I feel like, I assume that the confidence is back. She's ready to go, and now she steps in in a huge, huge spot here in the SEC tournament. Montana Fouts, five and a third innings, five hits, two runs, both earned, one walk, ten, excuse me, nine strikeouts. 97 pitches, 57 strikes thrown by Fouts. She is responsible for the runner on first, and Madison Weber stepping to the plate. One for two on the day with a single. The first pitch, low for ball one. And these first couple pitches will tell us a lot about how Kilfoyle is feeling. Tennessee has seen her before. Kilfoyle went a complete seven innings, six hits, one earned run, two walks, five strikeouts back in that series earlier this year. pitch. Hits the inside corner for a called strike. One ball and one strike. Kilfoyle was, I think, well on her way to winning the SEC Newcomer of the Year before being knocked out with the injury because of what she did both in the circle and at the plate. Made the Newcomer team. 1-1 is in the dirt. One ball, two strikes. And before Kilfoyle came out, there was a long conversation with Stephanie Van Brakel Prothrow. Then Kilfoyle left the dugout. 2-1 pitch. Kilfoyle takes it low. Came out of Hemphill's glove for a moment. Not far enough for anyone to go anywhere, but the count now moves to 3-1 on Weber. up on the top step of the dugout. Cheering on her teammate. The 3-1 pitch. Ooh, high and tight for ball four. And that's a walk to Weber. Putting runners now on first and second with one out. And Kilfoyle held on to that changeup a bit too long. 
I think just trying to get back in the swing of things. Remember, in 2019, Montana Fouts was out for a couple of weeks with an injury, came back, gave up a leadoff single, and then I think struck out seven without giving up another base runner after that. So let's see if that first at-bat knocked the cobwebs out for Kilfoyle. Chelsea Sagan steps in now. Runners on first and second. The first pitch. Low and away for ball one. Sagan one for two with a single and a strikeout. 4-2 Alabama. Tennessee now with the go-ahead run at the plate. Tied out hitting the Lady Balls. 6-5. One-0 pitch. Foul back. Ball one strike. Single in the fourth inning for Sagan. Knocked in a run. Now 23 runs driven in on the year. One one. Change up. Oh, just missed a bit inside, I guess. Two and one. That's a beautiful pitch from Kilfoyle. 51 miles per hour after she'd been hammering it in at about 67, 68. I guess just missed. T1. Swung on and missed, but the ball will bounce away from Hemphill. Second went too far around on a check swing. The count moves to two and two, but the runners move up on the wild pitch. I will say the better drop movement from Kilfoyle right there. That one falling off the table. It started low and sank lower. Hemphill tried to backhand it, which is not what you want to do if you're behind the plate. Two two. Oh my! Oh goodness! Maybe outside three and two. That's the best job Kilfoyle has done hitting her spot right there, and I think that should have been a third strike. Here comes the payoff. Strike three hit the inside <laughs> corner. A delayed strike call from Paul Ez behind home plate. And there's Sue gone. I could have driven and picked up dinner Jeez. and gotten back by the time Paul Ez made that call. Change up. Kilfoyle going right back to it. That might be a makeup call. That was yeah. pretty far inside. But you know what? You'll take it if you're Lexi Kilfoyle. So two out now, runners on second and third for Ivy Davis. Davis is 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. The first pitch right in there for a called strike on one. Maybe that's what you needed. It looks to me like Kilfoyle's velo is up just a bit from the last time we saw her. Again, after getting that rest, getting everything squared away, He's throwing pretty hard right now. The 0-1. The 
This is high. One ball, one strike. 4-2 Alabama. And Tennessee has runners on second and third with two outs here in the top of the sixth. Ivy Davis on the year hitting 258 with runners in scoring position. Tennessee tonight, one for eight in that category. The 1-1. One, one. And that is a high chopper to third. Morgan has it. The throw is not going to be in time. That just took seven years to get to Maddie Morgan. She made it closer than I thought she was going to be able to at first. But that's going to be an infield single for Davis, bringing in a run. It's now 4-3 Alabama. Well, and it didn't help, Tom, that Morgan was playing pretty deep as well because Davis is a power hitter. It was a long run, a high hop. And yeah, you're right. It was actually a great job to even make it somewhat respectable on the throw. But as soon as it took that hop, it was going to take something miraculous for Alabama to get the out right there. Now, Kalen Hannon steps to the plate with runners on first and third and two outs. First pitch. Fouled off for strike one. Hannon's over two with a strikeout and a foul out. Hits are now even at six apiece. Tell you what, from a softball perspective, you could not ask for two better SEC tournament semifinal games. Uh, the action has been ridiculous here today at Rhodes. The one pitch. That one's going to fall foul down the third baseline. The count moves to 0-2. <laughs> but as an Alabama fan, he wants to see us win every game 8-0 in five innings. Been very stressful. That wouldn't be the postseason without a little stress. <laughs> I'd love to see that change up, but if you can, try and locate it lower part of the zone or in the dirt, see if you get a chase. Crowd to their feet. Here comes the 0-2 pitch to Hannon. Oh, in the dirt. It bounces away from Hemphill and coming in to score on the wild pitch. They'll throw to third, sliding in safely. But Weber comes in to score, and we're tied up at four. Well, it was in the dirt, but it was a hard drop ball that just missed way right. I mean, that was in the other batter's box. And Davis gets all the way to third from first base on that wild pitch. There was really nothing Hemphill could do right there. No. Here comes the one-two now to Hannon. That's a high chopper, and it hits off the second base bag in the center field. Coming in to score is going to be Davis, and Tennessee is taking a 5-4 lead. Wow. Right off second base, ricocheting over the head of Woodard out to center. Lexi Kilfoyle is not missing with these pitches. These are good pitches right now, other than the wild pitch, obviously. Yeah. But the one Tennessee's getting hits on, they're located well. They're just hitting it hard into the ground and using that high hop to their advantage. We're going to see a pinch hitter now for Tennessee coming in. Riley West is going to come in to hit for Anna Fox. Well, 
it's important for Kilfoyle to just get over it. Yeah. The hits, I mean, like I said, they haven't been located poorly. Tennessee's just getting good contact. Here comes first pitch to West. This is outside for ball one. Rest on the year, hitting 333. 29 of 87, 13 runs scored, 13 runs driven in. 11 doubles, three triples, and a homer. I will say this, Tom, and I don't have a look at the Tennessee bullpen, but if Tennessee is going to throw Ashley Rogers tonight, expect to see her in the bottom of the sixth. Kilfoyle looks in. Now here comes the 2-0. This is high, 3-0. Kilfoyle here. Doing a little spy work on the radio broadcast for Tennessee with our friend Brian Rice. He just looked up and said Rogers is getting warmed up. You know, in pregame and last night, we said the scenario, in our opinions, for Tennessee to bring in Rogers would be if you had the lead going into the sixth or seventh. Yeah, well, there you and go. That, that's the current situation. That's having Van Brekko coming out to talk with Kilfoyle and this Alabama infield. It is now 5-4 Tennessee. Three runs are in for the Lady Balls here in the sixth inning. Had a fly out. A single by Ali Shipman, which is an infield single. Then he brought in Kilfoyle. Walked Weber. Struck out Segern. Then allowed a run to score on a wild pitch. And then an RBI single by Ivy Davis. And an RBI single by Kalen Hannon. Giving Tennessee the 5-4 lead. As Tennessee, you mentioned the runners on base and runners in scoring position situational stats. Not good until this inning, basically. Tennessee now thir four for 13 runners on base, three for 10 with them in scoring position here in the ballgame. And every kill foil right now, you're just trying to Lower the heart rate. Find that strike zone against Riley West. 3-0. Mm. Going inside for ball four. Another walk to Fox. These runners on first and second. The two outs. And Kiki Malloy will step in. And Fox is going to rein her the ball game. Speaking of re-entering, I just saw a long conversation between Stephanie Van Brickle Prothrow and Patrick Murphy, and then I saw Montana Fouts get off that top step. I think she might be coming right back in. Yep. And here comes Montana Fouts reentering the ball game for Lexi Kilfoyle. We'll, we'll keep it here. Is a tough situation to put Kilfoyle in coming in at that point because, you know, there was a high-pressure situation, which there's going to be nothing but high-pressure situations from here on out anyway, so not faulting for putting in at that time, but it was a tough spot for her, and 
Tennessee took advantage of the mistakes. Yeah, and, you know, really, I'll say the mistake, the wild pitch, that was bad. That was way wide, way low. Nothing Hemphill could do there. But two base hits, I mean, we're watching the replay now. They're drop balls, low in the zone, tough pitches to hit, and Tennessee just chopped them in the dirt, used Alabama's infield terrain against them, and they were located perfectly to where the defense couldn't really do anything. So Montana Fouts, Rainers the ball game. And Kiki Malloy steps to the plate. Malloy one for three back in that first inning with the triple and a run scored. A couple of strikeouts since then. First pitch. Swung on a miss for strike one. Notice right there, Tom, that one clocked in at 66 miles per hour. So Fouts taking a little off, focusing on that movement more. Here on that first pitch against Malloy. Swing around the bunt, takes it low, pulling it back. One ball, one strike. Out of the box podcast scoreboard update final in Tucson 6 2, UCLA over Arizona. Also, top of the third in the Big 12 tournament, Texas Tech up 2 1 on Oklahoma. The 1 1 pitch. Right in there for a strike. One ball, two strikes. And Rodgers is getting warmed up for Tennessee. I would be, frankly, quite shocked if she's not pitching in the bottom of the sixth. Here comes the one, two to Malloy. Swung on and miss for strike three. And that'll do it for Tennessee here in the sixth. But... The Lady Vols get three runs on three hits. There were no errors. Two runners left on base. We move to the bottom of the sixth inning. Tennessee with a 5-4 lead over Alabama here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tennessee scores three in the top of the sixth to make it a 5-4 Lady Vol lead over the Crimson Tide as we move to the bottom of the sixth inning. Alyssa Brown, Alexis Mack, and Bailey Hemphill do up. 9-1-2, Samantha Bender out for Tennessee. But as you mentioned, Ashley Rogers is warming up in the Tennessee bullpen, so I would think at the first sign of anything Alabama's able to do, we would probably see the Tennessee A's coming in. Yeah, that would be, I think, the safe bet. I'm actually really surprised she's even out here to start the bottom of the sixth. But if you're the Crimson Tide, this is exactly what you want. 9-1-2, right. due up. Brown has played well tonight. She's laid down a nice bunt single. You're just trying to answer back here in the bottom of the sixth after Tennessee just found a way. Melissa Brown leading things off, one for two, with that bunt single in the second inning and ground out in the third. Here comes the first pitch. Call strike, 0-1. Bender has not been perfect in the circle and relief, but the big number is the zero walks. Mm -hmm. Alabama's gotten hits, but they haven't been able to really cash in on them because there haven't been free bases given up. The 0-1 pitch. This is low. One ball, one strike.
The 1-1. Brown with a chopper to second. The underhand throw is going to be just in time from Fox to get the out. And there's one away. Found the pitch she wanted. Put it way up in the air, but unfortunately not high enough. Made that much more manageable for Fox. And we bring up Alexis Mack, who's 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a ground out. Also a sacrifice bun on the day. First pitch, squares around the bunt, pulls it back, but takes a called strike, 0 and 1. Be a opportune time to extend the hit streak if you're Alexis Mack. Yeah, that hit streak currently sitting at seven games. Middle's wide open. And so, by the way, is right center. The 1 is low and inside. One ball, one strike. The 1-1 one, one pitch. Misses, ooh, a little bit low. 2-1. and one. It's a great location from Bender. Low part of the zone. Just a touch below it. The 2-1 pitch. Mack with a slow chopper to short. The throw will not be in time from Davis. And Alexis Mack is on here with one out in the bottom of the sixth inning. Tremendous stretch by Morgan at first to try to get that. Went all the way down on the full split. But Mack... With her speed, she beat it out. And that'll bring up Bailey Hemphill, runner on first. Well, I've got to give credit to Davis as well. Was able to get in there and collect it before it could take that second hop. Sidearm throw. It was late. It's the right call. Yep, she's safe. Are they going to challenge it? I believe it's after the sixth inning, so there still has to be a coach's challenge here in the sixth inning. They are going to challenge it. And it will be under review, but I believe this one's going to hold up. Right? Yeah, this one should be fine. I think maybe the better question is, could Tennessee be thankful this is being reviewed because it gives Ashley Rogers a couple more chances to get warm? Yeah. Extra, which might be the strategic reason why they yeah. went ahead and went with the review. Karen Weekly's out there chatting with Rogers right now. ESPN 2's got that camera trained on the Tennessee co-head coach and her fantastic ace. Who has thrown 293 pitches in the last 36 hours. Interesting. Weekly was shaking her head a little bit in that conversation, now walking away. Yeah, and the call is going to be held up. She is safe at first. The call has been confirmed safe at first base. She is safe, yes. So Mack will stand on first base for Bailey Hemphill. Hemphill's 0 for 1. She's been walked twice and reached on an error. Well, what do you do if you're Tennessee? I mean, you got to try to get her out, in my opinion. 
This is going to be a fascinating pitch sequence. And it looks like they are going to go after her. And Bill steps in now. With a runner on first and one out. Bama trails it by one. First pitch to Hemphill. It's a called strike on one. Went after and on the inside corner, too. And Pill wishes she had that one back. You got one pitch. That one's slowing away. One ball, one strike. Hemphill hammers this one, but it's going to go foul. One ball, two strikes. It's got a little bit out in front of that one down the left field line. Hemphill saw one elevated and said, oh, my. <laughs> and like you said, it was just a touch too early on the swing. The one-two pitch. Bailey with a fly ball to deep center field. That one is going to be gone. Two-run shot. Bailey Hemphill just over the glove of Malloy in center field. Over the wall. Bailey Hemphill now the all-time leader in Alabama home runs, and it gives the tie the 6-5 lead here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Well, my goodness, Bailey Hemphill. Swing your way even more so into history. You pitch to the SEC Player of the Year, you're going to have to deal with the consequences. And it's not a bad pitch. Bender had this one almost in the other batter's box. That is a carbon copy of the second home run Hemphill had last night, and it almost landed in the same spot. That, ladies and gentlemen, is why Bailey Hemphill is the SEC Player of the Year. That's why she's going to be one of the best power hitters in Alabama history, if she's not already the best. And that is why Team 25 is special right there. What a moment. Wow. Just barely got over the glove of Malloy. But they got over there by enough. And Alabama now with a 6-5 lead. And Kaylee Tao steps in in the first pitch to see the backstop. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I, I don't think that ball got over 15 feet high the entire way out. Just a line drive shot to straightaway center field. The 1-0. Tao takes it low, two balls and no strikes. So now, as you mentioned, Hemphill has passed Kelly Kretschmann in career home runs. Hemphill was 61, Kretsch was 60. And I did your homework, Tom. Yes. This is Bailey Hemphill's 255th career game. Kretschmann played 273 in her career. Wow. Tao with a ground ball. That's through for a base hit into right field. Kaylee Tao on the day. Now three for three with three singles and a walk. Inside pitch from Bender. And Tao just turns on it. Wow. 
And I'll tell you what, Tom, the more I think about that conversation between Karen Weekly and Ashley Rogers, the more I think that Rogers just had to have said, I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Because otherwise, I don't know why Bender's still in the game. Yeah. You definitely bring her in to face him, Bill, that's for sure. Yeah. So Jenna Johnson steps in now. And the first pitch is outside for ball one. Johnson on the day is 0 for 3 with a run scored, reaching on a fielder's choice back in the first inning. 6-5 Alabama. <laughs> what a ball game. My gosh. You ready for the postseason, partner? <laughs> the 1-0 is a one-hopper to third. They're going to throw to second for one, and the double play is converted. 5-4-3 on the twin killing. That'll do it for Alabama here in the bottom of the sixth. But the Crimson Tide answers back and answers back in a big way. Two runs on two hits. There were no errors and no runners left on base. Excuse me, two runs on three hits. No errors and no runners left on base. We had the top of the seventh inning. The last chance for Tennessee. Alabama with a 6-5 lead over the Lady Balls here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. IMG College. Move to the top of the seventh inning, the last chance for Tennessee. Alabama with a 6-5 lead over the Lady Balls for Alabama. Six runs on nine hits, one error, seven runners left on. For Tennessee, five runs on seven hits, two errors, five runners left on base. Two, three, four, due up for Tennessee here in the top of the seventh. Before we bring it to you, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Amanda Ayala, Ashley Morgan, Allie Shipman do up for Tennessee. Montana Fouts back out for the seventh inning. Bailey Hemphill, a two-run homer to straightaway center field in the bottom of the sixth inning after Tennessee had taken a 5-4 lead with three runs in the top of the sixth. Amanda Ayala steps in. Here comes the first pitch. Called strike one. Ayala is 0 for 3 with an RBI ground out. The 1 Down back. No balls and two strikes. to their feet. The 0-2. Oh, Ayala reaches out and spoils it foul. We'll do it again. No balls and two strikes. This tournament. Goodness gracious. What a day <laughs> of action. And you're right. What an event this has been. The 0-2 pitch. 
Swung on and missed for strike three. Ayala goes down on strikes. 11 strikeouts on the ball game for Montana Fouts. There's one away here in the seventh. Fouts going with that drop, moving away from Ayala. That pitch has been really humming tonight for Montana, and Ayala never had a prayer. Brings up Ashley Morgan. Morgan is 0 for 2. A couple of flyouts, and she reached on a hit by pitch. First pitch. She went too far around on a check swing for strike one. Pitch. Swing and a miss. No balls and two strikes. I'll tell you what, Tom. Montana Fouts is not to be messed with right now. <laughs> I think she's mad that the game became the way it was, and she's here to shut the door. The 2 Fouled off. Morgan barely gets a piece. We'll do it again. No balls and two strikes. I mean, those balls are humming in there. That was marked at 72. She's thrown seven pitches, and they've all been strikes so far here in this inning. The 0-2 pitch. Oh, again. Morgan barely gets a piece. We'll do it again. No balls and two strikes. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Got her with a rise. Twelve strikeouts on the day for Montana Fouts. And Tennessee is down to their final outs. Inside half of the plate on that rise ball. And again, if you're Morgan, I don't even know why you... Uh, what are you hoping for there? <laughs> she swung so far under that ball, the back could have been a shovel. I mean, gosh... That brings up Allie Shipman. Shipman's two for three, a couple of singles, a couple of runs scored. First pitch, foul back, strike one. Now I will say, that's the first bit of, I would say, good contact we've seen from Tennessee in this inning against Fouts. And I'm not surprised it's coming from Allie Shipman. She has been really the best offensive option for Tennessee all week long. She's been as good as she was before the injury in 2019 at this point. The 0-1. Swung on and missed for strike two. Tennessee down to their final strike. You could have told me that was 80 miles per hour, and I'd believe you. I think that'd be on the low side, partner. <laughs> Here comes the 0-2 pitch. Low and away. One ball, two strikes. 
The one, two. Rise ball high. Shipman didn't offer at it. Count moves two and two. All the credit in the world right there to Allie Shipman. That's a good rise ball. But she held off. And Bill calls timeout. Going to go out to talk with Montana here. Alabama. And out a strike away from advancing to the championship game of this 2021 SEC tournament. Winner takes on Florida tomorrow. Shipman steps back in. The right handed batter's box. Bounce looks in. A 2 2. Rise ball. She holds off again. The count's full. 3 and 2. This is a really impressive at bat from Allie Shipman. Yeah. I think if you're Fouts, you're trying to paint that outside corner. Go back to that pitch. This works so well tonight. Here comes a payoff pitch to Shipman. And that one's lifted in foul ground, right hand side. It will get out of play. And Reigns, three and two. in again. Number 3-2. Right down the middle. Called strike three. And that will do it. Your final score. Alabama 6. Tennessee 5. Montana Fouts comes in the seventh inning. Strikes out the side to wrap it up. And there was a yell they could hear in Grayson, Kentucky that Montana Fouts just gave as her team surrounded her. Wow. Four Lady Balls in the seventh inning. They go down in order. No runs, no hits, no errors. No runners left on base. Alabama, six runs on nine hits, one error. Seven runners left on. Tennessee, five runs on seven hits, two errors. Five runners left on base. Tennessee falls to 41 and 13 overall. Alabama improves to 44 and 7 and advances to the championship game of the SEC tournament. I'll tell you what, these two teams today who won, Florida and Alabama, by gosh, they had to earn it. Florida won in a miraculous walk-off fashion, and Alabama needed their stars for the second night in a row to step up. Bailey Hemphill, SEC Player of the Year, showing why she is that with the two-run bomb in the bottom of the sixth, and then Montana Fouts taking no prisoners at the top of the seventh. Gas, movement, heat, ball game. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Montana Fouts finishes off the game with 13 strikeouts against one walk. So for the, the tournament so far, Montana Fouts with 28 strikeouts to two walks and two victories, leading her team 
to the 6-5 victory here and to the championship game of the 2021 SEC tournament. We'll take a timeout, come back with the Alabama post game, Alabama softball post game report right after this here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield, IMG College. beat it honestly something real special something, must have happened to be number one something dang near perfect is going to have to come along to uh to knock that one out of the top spot just a uh, an unbelievable game and an unbelievable win for the crimson tide and really you even go back to the beginning that we didn't hear the first inning but that first well, you and i we were doing the the pregame show yeah we were ready to, we were all right we're gonna have a little bit of extended pregame but we're ready to go this Florida-Missouri game is just about to end. Missouri is about to knock out the Gators. And then all of a sudden, Florida, you know, ties it up in the seventh. And it's almost an hour later before <laughs> we're actually playing our game. So uh, great job by both teams, I think, to stay focused and, and to continue to play a, a really well-played, mistake-free game. Um, and then just so excited. Mm. Great job by Alabama, most importantly. You know, I love – when pre-games are long and the listeners probably don't but <laughs> months later it's really fun to go back and listen to those games I can't remember which game it is I, I think it's actually what number one is uh, in these rankings but there was a pre-game in the World Series pretty sure it is Alabama UCLA spoiler alert hmm. where we hear Odyssey Alexander make the dive and you hear our oh, reaction yeah. to watching it. Yeah. And I think also this game, what was so fun about that pregame, and maybe I'll release that at some point if I have any semblance of free time. <laughs> you know, we were reacting in real time to Missouri making a two-out comeback on Florida. We had started the pregame show. It was, well, Florida leads it, you know, 6-2, mm-hmm. 6-3, whatever it is, or two outs. Right. And we started just rolling with the pregame and slowly you can hear us saying, well, Missouri just yeah. had a double. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, right, there's right. another yeah. home run and holy cow, Missouri's winning now. <laughs> and we'll send it back to the affiliates. <laughs> I, I, I love going back and listening to that part. That's one of my favorite things when we get the tapes, um, yeah. getting to hear us react to stuff that isn't our game and knowing that we can't just go into full play-by-play of that game because rights issues and whatnot, right. but just reacting as fans. Cause that's what we are in those sure. moments. I mean, we had the same thing, not only with Odyssey's uh, uh, the dive and catch, uh, but the, the game against Oklahoma when they were eliminated, mm. uh, we were waiting for our game to start and they kind of had that too. And uh, I think you and I both got a little emotional giving her the, the that was tough. man, <laughs> little did we know right, yeah. that it would spark quite the day of gray using tissues. There <laughs> There was a lot of a lot of tears on, on that day, but um, just you know those type of things, and I think that's one thing you know we're just we're blessed to be in the position where we are. We can we see things that are not even necessarily connected with Alabama at the time. Um, you know, it's getting to go to these, some of these tournaments preseason. Um, you know, seeing some of these or the pre-conference schedule. You know, some some of the games that we've seen that didn't in, in, involve Alabama, but you know, and it's one of those things that continue. Why we know. And we're not telling anybody anything that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know it too, but how great of a sport this is yep. and how it, how it is, it's not just a niche sport. It's not just a, you know, only fans of Alabama and Oklahoma and, and UCLA care about it. People all over the country care about it because it's such a great sport and you can not, ha- you can care less who wins the game, but you're there watching it. It's the same way, you know, I'll, I'll sit and watch an entire Saturday of college football 
And, you know, my wife will come in and ask who's winning. It's like, yeah, oh, three or four different teams are winning. It's like, oh, that sounds exciting. It's like, I don't care who's winning. I'm just enjoying watching yep. the game. And softball kind of has that same thing. I mean, I can't tell you how many times this year where I would call a game with you or, or over in Bryant Denny with uh, Sid or Rachel and I'd drive home and my family would say, hey, are you coming to dinner? I'd say, no, nah, I'm just going <laughs> to flip around and right. watch all the softball possible. ESPN's got a whip around. We're watching that. <laughs> okay. We've talked about how lucky we are that we have this job and that we have this wonderful sport. But there was one night where that love morphed into an unbridled joy <laughs> that is tough to replicate. No, oh my gosh. And that's number one in these rankings. Can't cannot wait for it. Don't don't want to spoil it too much. I think everyone knows what it is, but I don't, <laughs> don't want to get into it too much because I'll just keep rambling. But it's a something I'll certainly never forget. Mm. That'll be next week. Four down, one to go. Number one in the Alabama Moments of the Year. Coming up next week here on the Outbox Podcast.